Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to the Saturday School Podcast. This is the show for educational leaders and really anyone and everyone trying to do great things in education. We are going to talk about resilience today and share some resources to help build resiliency. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Julie. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Awesome. It's good to be here again. You know, this year has been really important in trying to maintain resiliency for our educators to get through this pandemic. We've been tasked with a lot of different things. Do you want to share some of your thoughts about resilience? Absolutely. I feel that most of us have actually moved resilience to the top of our list of what to focus on this year in education, both for staff and for students. Without that this year, and even going back to the COVID-19 spring closure, would have been even tougher than it already has been. So I think we always talk about resilience and education because we know we are in such a tough job. Every week, I share an email with students that is the upcoming schedule for the week, some celebrations from, from the week before, academic and other schedule, extracurricular reminders, and then just some fun things I usually throw in. Then each month I focus on a theme. So the month for March is self-care. And so I pulled a daily self-care activities chart. And I love this one for students, but also anybody could really use it to be more intentional about that self-care piece. And it's things like how many hours of sleep are you getting? What are you doing for yourself? Physical uh, stretch break? Are you getting massages if you need to? Are you are you making sure and trying some new exercises out? I love the part that includes spiritual. It talks about performing a random act of kindness. We talk about that a lot with our students. And Jolie, I know you've done a lot with that before mm-hmm. because that helps you seek out others who might need help brighten their day. And then also you just get great feelings out of it. Spend time outside, volunteer, try some yoga and meditation. This chart also talks about clean your living and working space. Make sure you read a book for pleasure every once in a while. Spend some time on brain teasers or puzzles, things like that. That's the basis of it. And that's something I share with my students this month. I love that. And actually, when we come back from spring break, I'm going to do something with a keyword that you just said in there. And that was intentional. Ah, yes. So, you know, I've heard of different people saying random acts of kindness. We should change that from random to intentional. And I think that's kind of like the way that we should treat resiliency and like the activities that we do is that just being intentional about it. Very simple things that you can do, you know, going for a walk, breathing, exercises, yoga, those are free things, but you have to be intentional in your practice of it. We're all important enough to take the time to do that. I love that. Focus on the intentionality behind everything. I think of a quote that I, around the idea, if you don't take care of yourself, then There's nothing left of yourself to give to others. But if we don't fill our own cup, if we don't take care of ourselves and look out for ourselves, then how are we going to look out for others? Do you have anything this year that you feel like you've had to be more intentional about with resiliency? There's a couple things. I just love spending time in nature and anytime I can go outside, just get some fresh air, it just relaxes me. So I think that's something that I have been intentional about doing when I can utilize the calm app. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yes. 
They had it free for educators last year, different meditations on there, stories, sounds. That's awesome. I love that you made a point to say, okay, this is how I'm going to take care of myself during this time. That kind of came from last spring when there was a, a kind of a blur between, you know, your home life and your work. But it's like, you have to like set boundaries for yourself. And I think that's really important. That's right. Yeah, that's definitely a great point. You know, I saw that with the article that I'm going to note right now. This article is from ASCD from a guest blog. He talks about 10 tips for building teacher resiliency. This was, like I said, it was from September of 2012. So he was talking about these things long before we've had the year we've had. One of the things he talked about that that makes me think about with the blending of work and home life and how difficult that can be is he says, if you find it difficult to leave school at a reasonable hour, place an alarm on your calendar or phone as a reminder to go home. And I think even if that means you go home and you take those times with your, with your family, whether to eat supper, whether to go to their activities, you help them with their homework or whether to do your own thing, your exercise, your hobbies, turn your mind off of school a little bit. And then even if you have to come back to it later, you know, many of us have to come back to those emails or teachers may need to come back to those grading grading papers sometimes, but to give yourself that time to turn off because otherwise I worry and I feel like I see sometimes in educators, then they resent. They don't take that time to say, nope, it's my decision to turn off and I'm going to do it from this time to this time. Yeah, I think the scheduling time that is, so key because teaching is a never ending job and you could just let it consume everything. But I I learned early on, you have to set that time aside for yourself. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then another one that's kind of fun that he puts on there. And and this brings it back to more the fun and the reminder of how much we love what we do in education and that we're here because of the passion for the kids and the passion for learning. Uh, Number five in his list is find a professional passion. It says it can be a challenge to keep current on education trends, research, best practices. And oh my goodness, do we ever know that, right? Like, I don't know about you, Jolie, but I'm always thinking, oh, I'm behind on this one. Ooh, I need to learn more about MTSS and look at our system better. Oh, so what are they doing for standards reference grading right now? You know, there's always so many things, but he talks about find what you love most about teaching and learning and dive in and become an expert. And I think something fun about that to me is then you can feel really good about that. You can find your thing to dive in on and not just continue to grace the surface of everything. And also you can just be reminded that, oh yeah, this is part of the reason that I love what I do. The other stuff will come. That's what teachers, coaches can help them through or for principals, that's what they can go to their network for. Yeah, and that reminds me of every year we, uh, as you know, have a theme and a couple of years ago it was grit. And so that really goes along well with resiliency, but that grit from Angela Duckworth, her book, just paring it down is passion plus perseverance. And so just like what you said, you find something that is really exciting to you and just kind of stick with it. That'll help get you through, you know, educators in general are passionate about what they do because they just do amazing things for kids and just, you know, whether that's time that they spend in preparing and grading and 
giving feedback and all those things. That is something that educators are passionate about. Okay. So Julie, that makes me think of when you talked about the theme and how your school always does a theme for every year. In this, in this article that I'm looking at, one of the things they said was embrace change. That has to be something you can do, you can do to handle or to be resilient. You this year, I want to say that your theme was really around owning it. Yeah. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. And I just think that's such a good way to have looked at this year and say, Hey, it's where we're at. Let's do this. Let's embrace this change. And so how has that gone? It's gone really well because it, sometimes it, that own it theme is, you know what? It is what it is. And this is what we're doing this year. And this is what's happening. We also are using own it as in, Hey, let's celebrate that we got to have a football season and a theater program and a music performance. Just owning everything about this year is just, I think it has been a good way of dealing with the change that's come our way. Yeah. That's awesome. I I mean, even just hear you talk about those things, I think of how much there is to celebrate and all of those things. I mean, kids, we're getting into that sports season right now and that extracurricular season right now and academic season that kids didn't get to have last year. They didn't get to finish any of this out. So yes, you're right. There's so many celebrations that are even bigger celebrations this year than ever before. Hey, and we even get to have a prom this year. That's, isn't that so exciting? Yeah, it is exciting. I, and I bet, uh, yeah, just, just something so neat for the kids to look forward to. And it's such a great example of how we've overcome the challenges that we've had in this year. And I think of as schools and as educators, we've found ways, we've figured things out, figured out so many ways to, to manage a pandemic and keep our kids safe and really focus on those things that we can, we can do this for them. Just recently, I went to an ASCD conference on teacher mental health. Oh, perfect. Health and wellness. I think with all the changes that we've had this year and just change in general, people just kind of get upset because they don't have control over things. So here's my one good nugget from the conference for sure is when you're trying to control things, you can only control two things, really. You can control how you prepare and you can control how you respond. Knowing those two things has helped, I think, dealing with a lot of change. That's such a good reminder. It just always goes back to, we hear it all the time, control what you can control. There's a lot we can do right now, even in the face of an uncertainty and change. There's a lot we can do to prepare in the way that we can help kids and respond in a way that we can look back and be proud of. Mm-hmm. Think about how many teachers just went crazy this summer, last spring and this oh. summer like figuring out how, how would we do online? How would we do in-person or hybrid or whatever mix of things? Absolutely. I completely agree. I'm working right now, just the time of the year it is. I know I'd mentioned something to you before about uh, writing summative evaluations, and I can't tell you how great it is to be, they're always so reflective and celebratory anyway. And this year, especially there's so many amazing things to write about that our teachers have done for our students that they have met challenges head on and gone above and beyond and done things for students that they never, never would have imagined, tried out technology, tried new communication uh, sources that they never considered to reach students. You talk about just how fun it is to see what they've accomplished during this time. I know I was talking with a couple of teachers at school the other day, and we kind of see this light at the end of the tunnel with people getting their vaccines and just 
things kind of going back to normal in some capacity, I just kind of looked at them like, we are going to be able to say, we did this. Like we yes. lived through this. We were teachers through this and this is what happened. And we'll, we'll be able, we will be stronger for it in the end. You know, and I really like that, that tone that you took in that conversation and even just what we're having right now too, just a celebratory. We, we really need to make sure these next couple of months as we close out this school year and get ready for things like graduation that had to be put off or held so differently last year. And, and like you mentioned prom, of course, and these, these extracurricular seasons and just kids get to end their school year. We really need to remember to be celebratory of everything that we've gotten to do this year. Number seven in this article is laugh. And it just talks about humor being the, one of the best ways to combat stress. It, it really puts really difficult challenges into perspective. And man, this has been a diff, quite the challenge to put into perspective, right? Oh like the pandemic. I mean, I don't know how you go into putting a pandemic into perspective necessarily the right way, right? Oh, yeah. And it also says a good laugh just makes you feel better and makes you more pleasant to be around. Well, somebody that you and I got to work with, Linda Baker, taught me that idea of laugh. She could handle any situation, period. Linda, I remember, told me early on, you just have to be able to walk away after handling and managing a diff difficult situation and find a way to still laugh and have humor and have joy. She helped every student she ran onto. She handled very, very difficult situations. And that's why I look up to her so much is because she can do both things. And she really taught me that it's important. You don't, don't be too serious. Yeah. You, you know? got it. You definitely yes. have to have a sense of humor, especially. Oh my goodness. I mean, really any school year, but this year in particular, just because it's some, some of the things that have happened have just been so absurd that yes. you kind of laugh at it. Definitely. You know what? And that is a great point. Some of the things have been so absurd that we've had to, that have come our way that no way that's right. not for real. Right? right. Like if I told you this three years ago, any of this, in fact, you want to believe me. Exactly. I mean, we all know one year ago today, how silly were we that we thought we were going back to school? What were we thinking? Exactly. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, I've talked a ton about my article and we've kind of gone back and forth, but before we wrap up these last few minutes, are there some things you want to mention about your resources? There were some researchers that talked about three beliefs in resiliency. One is one has a meaningful purpose in life. Two, one can influence one's surroundings and the outcome of events. Control thing, right? Mm -hmm. And three, that positive and negative experiences will lead to learning and growth. Oh, I love that growth mindset feel of that one. I love that last one. And it goes with kind of our positive attitude. Even it, through these positive and negative experiences, they're going to lead to learning and growth. Like you said, we're going to mm -hmm. be better for this. There have been positive things that have happened and little silver linings and bright spots that have happened through these negative kind of down times. We are going to be better for this and stronger for this. So I love that last part too. Absolutely. The bright spots and silver linings, you nailed it. There's so many throughout this. That could be five more different episodes. Like we talked about educators and all they have done for students during this time. That's, I mean, you 
could break that down and have quite the list. So everybody, we hope that you took away from today a few good resources. I know we mentioned everything from the Calm app to a blog that Jolie just mentioned and everyday chart on how you're practicing self-care as well as an ASCD article on top 10 ways for educators to practice resilience. We'll put these in our show notes, of course. And we've loved having you along for our ride again today and getting to share with you as we talk with each other about what we love most, education. And as always, take away one good nugget.